Hi everyone, welcome to episode two of Beer and Bunts. I'm Chris. I'm James. Uh, and yeah, so we get straight into testing some beer, shall we? So this uh, episode we focused on having a particular type of beer. So last episode was a bit more of a mishmash randomness. This episode we're going all for pale ales. So our tried and tested this week is um, Atlantic Pale Ale, which Shops. is by Sharps Brewery in... Cornwall. Um, yeah, James, do you want to have a bit of a sample? Have a bit of a sample. Let's go for it. Okay. Do you ever get the feeling you've done this before? A little bit. It's like deja vu, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so, straight away, I'm getting citrus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, the inside joke is basically we have, this is the second attempt at recording the podcast because the uh, we had a technical issue which erased everything so uh, fortunately we didn't start too far in so yeah the joy of us repeating 10 minutes of our lives <laughs> yeah um, so at least everybody else only gets to hear it once though that makes it a little bit better yeah we get to hear it twice yeah i mean i have to listen to you which makes it a lot worse wow okay i mean i can leave if you want i mean uh, if, if you want mind for waiting about 45 minutes then 45 yeah, minutes fine. okay yeah. i'll stay here for 45 minutes okay so i think <laughs> when did you get some citrus, like, yeah, citrus what, notes so, in it? so when i tried it last time i think the the, the first word i used was crisp <laughs> almost word for word um but i think what we were saying mainly it, it, it's a standard beer we, we would have at the pub. yeah also we've had this um on a regular basis, really. Yeah. So uh, we've literally we, already tried it tonight. It's I mean, yeah, good, yeah. Right? yeah. So it's, it's, we're quite fortunate the fact that at least it will still have some of the nice beer left. I mean, we haven't tried some of the others, so yeah, exactly. It'll be a bit more of a uh, and a bit more interesting if we drank all the nice ones and left with like, random ones we had no idea. Um, yeah, so for me, it's it's called a parallel, but I don't think it's um, as heavy as what you kind of expect from like a traditional ale or a bitter mild that type of thing where it's a bit more full-bodied um it's really clean easy drinking yes so you can taste there is a hoppiness to it uh not what you class as a dry hop though so it's quite a strong flavor yeah yeah. um i'd say it was just it's just there to give it a bit of a nose to it but Easy drinking, all-day session beer, really. Well, to that, one thing is, like, it's standard kind of 4.5%, but it doesn't taste that strong at all. Like, it, it, it just goes down quite easily. Yeah. Um, I think there's not really... You can drink it all day, it. all day, every day. Not, well, not that you would, but you know, sound a bit like alcoholic then, don't you? <laughs> bit of an awkward laugh there from you, Chris. Um, uh, that's because I was looking at you. There's a hint of truth about it. Fair you. enough. So I think at this point... Like, Should we talk about NFL? NFL, why not? I, I mean, this. Uh, it, so, for people who don't know, the playoffs have already started for the NFL. Uh, the wild card round has already passed, which the Patriots were knocked out. Obviously, that makes everybody happy, apart from Lee, who messaged me personally to uh, say that was the only part he didn't like about our last podcast. Genuinely, that was that was, a, that was genuinely well, comment. Anybody... Like, I really enjoyed the podcast. However, did you have to? Bag on the Patriots? Yes. Honestly, yes, if I'm is. being honest, right, anybody who likes Tom Brady, and if you're listening to this right now, just turn off. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know you say, like, you, you can't choose your audience. I think we should be able to, because I don't, I don't I want to sign a Tom Brady. It's a bit of a warning for them, really. It is, really. It's a wake-up call more than anything. Like, clearly, yeah. they're not a good team, so, so why follow them? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> a bit oh, harsh. Poking the bear. Poking yeah, poking the bear. The bear. <laughs> I don't think they're a particularly Sorry. talented team. I just think they're well organised. Right, if your team loses at the playoffs in any stage, right, it's really bad. So, uh, bringing on to the uh, <laughs> divisional round. So, for those of you who don't know, we're 
last week we told everybody that um, my NFL team is the Green Bay Packers and James's team is Seattle Seahawks, the best team. Uh, Technically, not proven at this point. I'll not granted. on Sunday, so our teams played each other. Um, and yeah, so would you like to tell everybody the results? Well, I'm guessing or? from the tone, they, they they assume you've won, right? In terms of, I mean, that's generally but just a life rule. Just assume that I'm right. Assume you're right. I yeah, don't. That, I, I think that's anybody who knows you, <laughs> you don't want to admit it, right? It's one of those annoying things when you are actually right, you you just pretend. I don't gloat though. Everybody knows you're smiling right now. I don't yeah. even need to, to say it properly. Everybody actually knows me, knows the exact smile Knows how smug you look right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Seahawks, as always, completely reliant on Russell Wilson. Just Yeah, they one-man band, essentially. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, just just they, I think they did really well to get as far as they did, considering yeah, yeah. how many injuries that that And like I say, they, 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 there was a point where they were coming <clears> back. Uh, Pack started off really strong. First off, yeah, amazing, I mean, we amazing. we dominated straight from the off. Yep. Uh, fortunately, because they had Russell Wilson um, on the Seahawks side, managed to drag them to within five points at the end. Yeah. Uh, I was genuinely nervous towards the end as well. well and that, that's the shame for me. It's that kind of just little bit of hope right right towards the end. And, and any time your team is that close and maybe able to come back, you always kind of want it. And I can imagine like if you were in the stadium, the amount of momentum like you know that is behind that team right well, there. Well, the beauty moment. of the NFL playoffs as well is the fact that literally it doesn't make any, it completely eradicates form from uh, regular season. So mm. as long as you're in it, you've got a chance to win. Exactly. As proven by um, uh, Tennessee Titans. They uh, beat the Patriots and then also beat arguably the favourites to win the Super Bowl, the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. In convincing fashion, my lad. They were they were they were amazing. That's the thing. So Ravens for me, <clears throat> they were the team I think we, we individually picked teams just like what team we thought we'd win and yeah. Ravens was the team I, well, I from, on the last podcast we were saying start. you know it was between Ravens and Saints, both of which are knocked out. Both which which is, uh, it shows how good we are yeah, uh, I mean, uh, predicting There's things. a reason why we're on a podcast and not Sport yeah. pundits. There's also a reason we don't pick our own teams because we do jinx yeah. it, right? Um, so, but the thing is, like, I I had a ten pound bet on Ravens from like week three. I you know was kind of convinced they would win. I Lamar Jackson. I, I've already said this once tonight. Would have been the MVP. Um, I think he still will season. be. If I'm honest. Like, I hope he is because he I think really, season season MVP. Yeah. I I don't think there's any argument that he was the best player talent, during the regular season. It was it was it, the thing for me. It's like it's very rare that I get to watch other teams and kind of enjoy watching them play. Like I, I always yes. watch Seahawks play. You you watch the others to see how they do, and you might the individual play. You might say, "Oh, that's really good." So like. Um, I'm trying to think, like Roethlisberger, I sometimes quite like watching. Really? See, yeah. For me, Roethlisberger, I think he's like watching Painter. Oh, there you go. Brother. I think he's an, I think he's one of the most overhyped quarterbacks you could possibly have. I mean, the, the thing we both agree is Patriots and Tom Brady suck, right? So we'll just restate that. I right think there. Tom Brady so, is one of the most overrated players ever. I mean, don't get me wrong. See, Does Lee know where you live? Uh, no, but he's got, he'll be sending me messages the oh, second he goes live. That's fine. fine. Right. Okay, just um, make sure. <laughs> just hide the family. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, though. I, you cannot argue with the fact that Tom Brady is the most successful quarterback. No, I mean he's, he's the most. He has he's won, a record. A he's won six Super Bowls, which is you know more than most teams combined. Um, you know he, he's a, he's done fantastically well. He's managed to manipulate the system. He's managed to cheat really well and get away with it. You know he's as success levels. You cannot argue with his success. What's that? However, <laughs> t- sheer talent. <laughs> He's just not the best. I wouldn't even put him in my top ten. No, but the thing that Patriots have is they have a good strength of team yeah. behind them. It's all about that, team and structure thing. and teams yeah. work well yeah, rather yeah. than individual players. Yeah, yeah. So, for example, like with Green Bay, 
it was all reliant on three players on the offensive side, which was Rogers, Jones, and Adams. Yeah. Everybody else may as well not been on the field. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're all fillers. Yeah, it was. It, <laughs> exactly. You know, it was individual efforts that carried us forward. Whereas with Patriots, generally, it's a whole team effort. So yeah. they don't go for big names. They go for people who will work together well and will complement each other. It's a fantastic yeah. system. I say it's coming to the question whether whether you class them as cheating or not. I personally think at least a couple of games they did, but if you, if not proven, it's not proven. It's so. not proven. So you can't can't say it. Yeah. Please don't sue us. Um, <laughs> we can sue us if you want to. Try us. We don't have there's anything. no money left, so like, I spent it all on beers, which I can't drink because they're all reserved for the podcast. Which is it's a shame. It really makes you me sound sad. like an alcoholic now. I've spent a lot of money on beer since we've started this podcast venture already. And the problem is. It's all allocated for the podcast, so I can't actually drink it on it's my fine. own. I think the luckiest thing is your wife hates the sound of your voice, so she won't be listening to this. So I mean, like, she tries to ignore me at the best of times, so, so it's a win-win. It's a, on that note, on. shall we uh, okay. shall we finish the beer off and then uh, <laughs> we'll try the Colombo. Oh, he's really pushing this name. Please, if anybody's got any better suggestions... How can you say, how, how things, nothing but, is better than Colombo. No, we, we, we talked about this last time, yeah, but I'm, it's got to be restated. I'm sorry, but... I mean, my sister sent me a message to try and say that um, Morse and Lewis were better. I mean, wrong. Colombo is the best detective, and that's the end of it. It's not a discussion. Weirdly, yeah, weirdly, I think she, she's getting on some good ground there. I don't know. I'm just not a big Colombo fan. What can I say? Oh, you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> Cool. So uh, the the wow. <laughs> the Columbo this uh, episode is from Sadler's Brewery, which is uh, in the Black Country, based in Lye. It's called Peaky Blinder Pale Ale. Now I will admit, I have had this once before. Unfortunately, uh, I was so drunk I actually can't remember what it tastes like. <laughs> well, okay. So I have I have had a bottle of Peaky Blinder before. I've also had it on draft before. All oh, right. Okay. Um. So. Was it, was it Peaky Blinder Pale Ale, though? Or was it, it was uh, Peaky Blinder Pale Ale as well. I was going to say, because yeah. there's uh, quite a few different variants yeah, of yeah. the Peaky yeah, Blinders. I mean, they're very much pushing the Peaky Blinder aspect, which, for a, you know, a small independent brewery... In Black Country. Was, what's wrong with the Black Country? No, it's in, but that's what I mean, because it's Black Country in terms of the whole Peaky Blinder. Well, technically, Peaky Blinders were in Birmingham, so... Didn't yeah. they record a lot of it in the... Well, it's all recorded in the... Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I was thinking. From around the corner from where I used so, to live. Yeah, exactly. But, that, that's uh, the thing, but from, from that perspective, you can see why they would maybe go for that brand. It's just... The popularity aspect of it, really, yeah. isn't it? So, yeah, so this is the Peaky Blinder Pale Ale. I say, I personally can't remember what it was like. Um, it's 4.3%. So, not again, not particularly overpowering beer. So, James, you want to go first? Now, this one's got, for me, it's got a little bit more of a haze to it than the, uh, the Atlantic. Not a massive amount, just a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Just from from initial initial gut thought, I think that that's probably a good reaction because I think this will this will taste a lot stronger than the uh, previous. Atlantic. It's got a nice smell to it. Um, well, again, very very similar in look. Uh, oh, we've gone for a mouthful. It's really good when you stare at me while I do it as well. It just... Well, it's fortunately I don't blink, so that just adds to the ambience as as you sample. You're looking very mm. confused. I am very confused. The, this is the hardest thing when you're trying to discuss beer, right? I'm trying to think of the way to describe it. Yeah, because the problem um, is, I always find this, like, especially with um, beer and wine, where they go, oh, you pick up, uh, you know, peach tones. I was like, I'll just taste yeah. white wine. Yeah. And, <laughs> I don't and this taste thing, any I would say it. it's, it's a lot stronger aftertaste for me. A lot stronger? Like, okay. Yeah, in terms of it lingers as well. 
Apparently, it has got more of a citrusy taste to it again. More of a citrusy taste, great. Yeah, when in doubt, say yeah. citrus these days. I mean, genuinely, it tends to uplifting be... Uplifting citrus, though. Uplifting. Yes. Uplifting. I feel so, so much happier right now. I, I can't <laughs> tell you. Like, it could be the beer, though. It could be... Hey, at least we actually managed to get to the second beer on this attempt, so that's I mean, a good that's start. That's true. So, uh, yes. <laughs> Unless you're not listening to this and we were recording at four time, you don't know. I mean, there is a possibility of that as well, so... Uh, <laughs> right, uh, He's going for another swig, not even let me have an opportunity, so cool. Uh, Nobody's stopping you. Please, right? please you review. No, no, you no, go, no, 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 because no, 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 at this point, you're just going to complain at me, right? Uh, I didn't realise we had to take it in turns drinking at. Well, otherwise, it's just silence. two people drinking. Yeah. No, no, I In didn't. silence. You don't need to wait for me to. Uh, uh, it has got a bit more of a full body flavour to it. I think probably a bit more. Tang. It's tang, is what I get. To be it's fair. more hoppy. Yeah. So I'd say that. You could taste there's more hops in that than, um, like, the yeah. Atlantic from Sharps. Um, I, to be fair, there was, I was going to use the word creamy, and I don't think that's right, but it's that I know what of, you mean, uh, yeah. That initial taste of it as well. Yeah, um, full-bodied. Full-bodied, yeah. yeah. Creamy. Mm-hmm. What a strange word to use. <laughs> exactly, it's on the mind, what can I say? <laughs> I mean... Uh, so the reason why we actually picked the... Um, Sadler's Peaky Blinder Pale Ale is because the brewery itself uh, is actually under threat of being closed down by its parent company, which the name escapes me at the moment. Uh, but basically, they're talking about relocating it from the Black Country where it's been brewed for, you know, since they restarted the brand about twenty years ago, um, and then moving it up to Cumbria to uh, continue brewing it as well, which obviously will affect the taste. Um, we've actually been to. Sadler's Brewery and Bar. Yeah, I think we, we were at Merry Hill and you said there's this great there's this great <laughs> pub actually. Um you know the it's Sadler's Brewery, pub. it's really good. Um I think you actually went for a job interview there, which is a separate I conversation went for, afterwards. Yeah, well, the, we'll but um we we did this and you're like, Don't worry, I know how to get there, it's this short walk. It's this short walk. And the thing is, one of the things I really do hate about, you know, Dudley Me. and the black country <laughs> in general, hills. And God, there are a lot of hills tend to be anyway. But from Merry Hill, it, it's... I mean, the clues in the title, Merry Hill. I was not Merry, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were afterwards when we were in the pub. Actually, I don't think I was. I was, right, I was Stephen. Well, yeah, you were Stephen, exactly. I was, <laughs> so was I, because by this point, we drank quite a lot anyway. So, um, But I remember when we finally got there, <laughs> like there, there was live music playing. It was quite good. I liked, you could see the actual brewery part of it from yeah. the pub which I, re- I always like that when you can actually see where it's being made and you can kind of see the process because that's it's a brewery pub at the end of the day it yeah. does feel really good um, and it was it was a really good atmosphere as well um, but I will say it's one of those where the walk killed it for me because I think it took us a long time yeah, to it get took there. about half an hour that's not a massive walk I think it was longer than that though it wasn't uh, you know no, you're I like one of those people wanted... who says the train's ten minutes away and you end up running for <laughs> half an hour like it just gets really annoying it, it felt a lot longer okay is all I'm going to say well yeah so as you mentioned I did actually go for a uh, job interview there I actually went for a trial day so I actually worked with yeah. all the lads uh, brewing a particular batch of beer uh, can't remember all which ladies, one it was, we're not sexist at the brewery. No, it was all lads. Okay, fair enough. We but, are sexist. We are sexist. But it, was, but it was the lads Go that on. were doing the brewing that particular day. There could have been women there, but on that particular day, it was just a lad. I just think there needs to be more feminism in this uh, brewery <laughs> podcast because I worry there isn't enough things here for. <laughs> like, this is too kind of manly. I, you know, Would I you? say that <laughs> exactly. I say that in the most unmanly way possible. <laughs> <laughs> that barely ended badly. Um, yeah. So you know. 
really nice bunch of lads. It's a very close knit um, team as well. So everyone helps each other out. Everyone does their own thing. Um, it was actually a really fun experience. Um, when I actually got offered my last job, they called me up and asked me again if I wanted to, if I was interested in going to work for them. But I already decided that um, to try this new route after this job had been offered. So I decided not to go that way. But as an experience, I actually really liked Sadler's and I did consider um, joining yeah. the team. But yeah, life took us in a different direction. But that makes me feel really sad that the fact that they can just. Closing, and it, yeah. it seems like I, a completely I'm, financial aspect as well, rather than yeah, and there's no. So is it because like the parent company already owns this other brewery? I'm guessing in Cumbria. I, I think they invested like it, yeah. And so therefore, for them, it's just kind of a cost saving thing. You're gonna move it over there. They will argue, I'm sure, tooth and nail, that the taste of the beer won't change. It'll be but the it's same different water, different setups, different yeah, equipment. And, and that's it what does you do take worry a, about. And also, it could be different team at the end of the day because if a lot of those people are local and not willing to move, uh, the no, I think I think they will close if they close yeah. it down. It will all the lads will be made redundant. Yeah, exactly, and that and that's the the side of it it's it's terrible for quite because the thing is any local brewery you know you should always support and try and you know yeah. try and help out at the end of the day um, I, I, I'm a firm believer that you should support local businesses rather than just going for the big yeah. multinational corporations because all you're doing is you know providing a bigger company with an even bigger profit margin yeah you know we, we've been to Sadler's we've experienced a night out there it's fun you know and it's not like they're trying to take over everything no no, you know, you, you know that these are. It's again once the brewing's all done, all the families come and meet them after the work, and it's actually a proper little family social gathering. So, if they do close, I think it'll be a shame, but hopefully uh, they'll come to the senses and leave it where it is because it's not like it struggled. You know, you can find Sadler's beer all over the country now. So, I just, I see. I'm not gonna lie. We are, we are turning into this into a pledge almost. <laughs> like everybody get behind them. No, I'll, um, I'll, 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 that was just my particular piece yeah. on. Them. I mean, the whole for me personally, the whole Peaky Blinders thing doesn't really appeal to me. I've never really watched the program. Um, it's very gimmicky. Now I know they make some fantastic other beers as well. Uh, I just wanted to see how. Yeah. This one really yeah. fared, to be honest, in comparison with other pale ales. Because that's that's the thing. Because some <clears> of their wacky beers. Are actually some of the ones I really like. That's the thing. When one favourite one that they did, which I think they stopped doing now, is a grapefruit and pineapple yeah. uh, ale, which yeah. was absolutely stunning. Yeah. Um, but it was only on for such a short period. And that, and that is the one thing with some of the independent breweries, though, because they do do these limited runs of, of yeah. various ones. Um, and and that's, that's the big change, because that's what you're probably more than likely to lose. If they start moving production, more than likely they will just do their mainstream beers that they know is kind of tried and tested to use our own plug there. Yeah, obviously. Um, but at the end of the day, like a lot of the th- experimentation that you might do as a small and independent, the minute you try and scale it up, it just doesn't tend to happen in the same kind of way. Um, and I think that's what you tend to lose out is some of those kind of ones that you would never necessarily try or think about, but actually come out to be really good. The, the biggest problem is, is if you lose your independent breweries, then you lose individuality. You know, because obviously as beers get bigger and bigger, they tend to get done in bigger vats and then it just doesn't really have the same character. You know, we've discussed like Budweiser in the last episode. Um, I like Budweiser in America, but I don't like it here because yeah. it's done in a completely different yeah. style, different water, different equipment. It just hasn't got that same taste. That's my personal opinion. But yeah. oh, we've done it again, James. We went all serious for a bit. We did a little bit, and that is a worry, right? We're not normally like this. No. Uh. no. Normally, we avoid the sensible talk at all costs. <laughs> oh, to be fair, that in itself is a segue onto another thing, and that is the Joker. Ooh. if I'm honest and the only reason I do that is from the the fact that the, the Joker has received quite a few nominations oh, in for me personally 
I didn't get to see as many films as I would have liked to last year, but for me, the Joker movie was possibly one of my top five films of all time. Top five films of all time all as well. Time, Fair yeah. enough. Okay. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. It was really film. good. And I think at the time, what annoys me, I think, because it's one of those where some of the reviews early on, right, weren't particularly taken by it, right? I understand how, uh, if if you're the type of person that just likes an easy watching film and you don't want to follow all the narrative all the way through, kind of come in and out of it, it wouldn't be your film. And to be honest, I questioned the first half an hour as well because I it's was a like, slow start. Almost it's kind of building like, an atmosphere because yeah. the joke is done very differently. I'm not doing any spoilers. Um, I would say the, the only thing I would say is if you've ever seen the, the Dark Knight and you've seen Heath Ledger as a Joker, right? He is maniacal, absolutely crazy, and he's just completely odd, crazy, weird. Whereas this one, you, you feel a lot closer to it, feels a lot more real in terms of With, portrayal as a person. Well, and, also, the Heath Ledger right. one is he's established as the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. This one is creating the Joker. Yeah. But a completely different style to how it was done like during the original Batman. Yeah. So obviously the original Batman was more about chemical alterations which like, you know, sent him crazy and gave him, you know, this kind of maniacal effect, whereas this one's more society based. Yeah. Um, if I'm honest, it's turning to complete nerd just for a second. Not that I'm oh, always here we go. not. Here nerd, we go. Right? This this is the big thing that DC and comics have done recently in the past decade. They've rewritten a lot of the origin stories from different ages. And the Joker, I think, currently in the comic book series, there's three Jokers with three different origin stories who are all the same person in the same universe. And it makes no sense, right? And then when they try and make this into media, I think people get confused when you see two Joker movies, you know, because quite often it's put aside Jared Leto. Um, yeah, Jared Leto, in, who yeah, was in uh, Suicide, Squad. Suicide Squad, which and, is a completely different And I think there's, there's talk of him being the Joker film with just him in. Um, I think there's a Harley Quinn movie coming soon as well. Uh, Birds of Prey is coming out in February. Yeah, and that's thing. But I think he's almost their figurehead for Joker still. And there is a chance that he might still take on that role. Um, a game and it is one of those where this Joker in my opinion is far more like the current Joker in the actual comic book series of the last like three four years I, I think and he's closer to like, um, the Heath Ledger style within yeah. like the way in which he's kind of portrayed he's not Heath Ledger at all you know he's no but it's that feel where you actually buy into him as a character rather than just being over the top whereas Jared Leto although I don't think he did a bad job I know that that's quite controversial because a lot of people hate it I I wasn't a fan, if I'm honest. I don't think he was amazing. I don't think he set the world on fire. It just it was just the joke. He was there as kind of a token piece, which yeah. if I'm honest, like right. Heath Ledger will always for me go down to be one of the best jokers ever. Right? And that is if I'm honest, that's because he put himself in that mindset. And that's part of the reason he's no longer here, right? Because yeah. he really went down that rabbit hole. And in terms of establishing the character of what people expect the Joker who is established to be, he hit that nail on the head kind of thing yeah whereas I think actually this Joker I, th- I think the Joker was the Keith Edges Joker was yeah. held back more so by the film rating because no one wanted yeah. it to be more than 12 yeah. where realistically it should have been let go 18 let him do what he wants and I personally think it would probably have been one of the best screen portrayals you could have ever had yeah but it was at a time where comic books weren't allowed that because everyone was scared of what an R-rated one would do. Fortunately, Deadpool kind of opened the floodgates for everybody. Thank God. And can't wait now that's part of Marvel, because that would just be funny as hell. Yeah, so Deadpool, Logan, uh, Joker, it's all kind of opened the floodgates to actually having adult-themed comic book stuff where things are dark, which I personally think is 
step in the right direction because a lot of us who have been into this type of stuff, as you get older, you want to see. Yeah, you want. To yeah, see you want your reference to, but also you want an yeah. adult version of it like, rather than yeah, just some, watching something that kids will watch. Right. So it's weird. I mean, most other mediums do it, right? You could look at Rugrats, and they did their grown-ups later on, didn't they? For like teenagers who used to watch Rugrats when was they were younger. Recess. Re- uh, no. Uh... I don't know. I don't. I don't oh, no, know. Yeah, Gro- grown-ups was Rugrats. Yeah, yeah. No, I know that. That's part of my childhood. Sorry, that is I'm, a very I'm, random segue. I'm a little bit older than you, James. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. What's wrong with your face? I'm just going to put the silence there, just to. You can put the silence there where you want to. I mean, I'm looking at that weird face, which is quite concerning. Come on, my face is always this weird. <laughs> on that note, we are. Yeah, oh, we went serious again, James. But yeah, for me personally, I would say the uh, the Joker was probably uh, yeah, it was definitely my favourite film of last year. I just thought it was absolutely amazing, and yeah. Joker in Phoenix was well, that's probably it. the perfect choice. Really, it's one of those where I was like looking back over what I watched last year and what I can remember. There's a few Netflix series that I thought were really good, mm. um, which are being one of them towards the end. I haven't watched I it yet. Thought it was really good. Big fan um, of Henry Cavill though. Yeah. That's thing, and the thing is, he's a complete nerd. So he he actually plays video games. So like, as it's based on a video game, he really kind of portrayed into it. Um, I really liked um, the Afterlife, which was the Ricky Gervais comedy, um, and that okay. actually that actually did. I think it was the top rated comedy uh, in terms of ratings of the year, but also actually beat things like Stranger Things series three and stuff but like I'm, that. I'm and very, oh, I'm very marmite with Ricky Gervais. Gervais. Uh, sometimes I find him really funny. And then sometimes I just have to turn the TV off because it just irritates me. So it's, it's very chalk yeah. and cheese with me. For me, Afterlife was just really good. Because it, it's it's basically this guy who's given up on life and it's comedy. And <laughs> no I wonder like, you relate to it, James. It's almost like relatable to me. And I, I, I did appreciate him just being very miserable and hating everybody around him. But then still trying to accommodate him. And I was like, yeah, okay, I like that. Um, anyway, so basically this is your uh, mindset in... Yeah. TV for We're getting too serious again now, Chris. Let's, <laughs> let's move back. Well, if you finish that swig, then we can then start on uh, Around the World beer. So, uh, our Around the World Pale Ale this episode is Sierra Nevada. So, this is from California. We've had this before. Um, yeah. It's a great beer. Uh, I believe had it on... The only place I know it's on draft was um, in Birmingham City Centre. But, yeah, I've quite happily drink this all the way through well, I think it's a fantastic beer be interesting to see what it's like in comparison with some of the others the more European pale ales though. Um, instantly darker yeah I think one thing I will say um, about the Peaky Blinders actually as as we were finishing it it is one of those where um, I think when you compared it to the Atlantic which is quite a kind of easier drink um, I think it got a lot better to drink towards the end that's the thing I it's think those, it was, it was a lot traditional it was a lot harsher towards the start but actually as I was drinking it I was I was actually really enjoying it I think it so, had more of a flavour um, of more of a traditional ale rather than yeah. um, what we associate with pale ales generally well I think it's that thing when you go from what is quite a light hoppy beer to then a very hoppy beer it really stands mm. out and you've got that kind of taste comparison straight away yeah so I agree th- with this, that. this will be kind of so this is a, I say it's from California um Five point six percent, so the strongest one we've had so far. Um, it's quite hard to explain what it is really without actually sipping it. So uh, you're not having a go, James? I'll let you go first this time. Are you sure? Yeah, I'll make a change. Otherwise, you'll just complain at me that you can't drink or something because he is an alcoholic. He's clearly shown that by the amount of money he spent. No, it, research for work, James. Oh God, yeah. 
I thank God we can actually do that. That's great. We've got an excuse. Um, well, obviously it's a dark, not darker in colour. Um, now, normally I would say that was quite hoppy, but after having the uh, Peaky Blinders pale out, I don't think that's overly hoppy either. I will say it's the worst aroma out of all of them, in my opinion, and that's the thing. Oh, well, I actually quite like the aroma. aroma but... No, I, I actually quite like the aroma of it. Yeah, it's a lot darker, a bit cloudier. Um... Yeah, that's it. It's not as hoppy as the others, uh, in my opinion. I think it's it's I think it is. the Atlantic, but not as hoppy as Peaky Blinders. Yeah, and I think it's kind of kind somewhere of in, in the middle. And I think, but it doesn't taste like it's a, a percent stronger than the two either. No, not. Yeah, it's still got that smooth flavour. Still quite full bodied, but an easy drink. Creamy that word, full bodied. Yeah. yeah. Creamy, <laughs> creamy. I don't yeah. know why you went down that route. I don't. In my mind, that's what I was associating it with. And you understood what where I was coming from. So obviously, it makes sense. But it is one of that, those. Where... No, I'm just spending way too much time with you. Um, yeah, we need, we need some uh, separation. Like I think uh, <laughs> it's almost like we shouldn't have started the podcast about beers. <laughs> don't worry. Only twelve more episodes to episode fourteen. I think somebody did mention it, didn't they? Uh, a few um, people have actually mentioned yeah. they're committed to episode fourteen. It's so, good, right? Uh, I think it's so, a. I think it's the fact we put it in stone. Like episode fourteen will be the. Uh, bad you say episodes. we? You would very much champion episode oh, fourteen. I mean, I think it's a great idea, but also I think it's one of those where they can power through this so that we have the torture, right? And they will enjoy that <laughs> torture because that's what they want, really. They want us you, to try. Are you trying to say you're creating Stockholm syndrome? Uh, <laughs> is that not how podcasts get popular these days? Uh, well, I don't think that's the main aim of them. No. God, that's really manipulative, isn't it? Really, uh, really, really should. Uh... So back to the Sierra Nevada, <laughs> just to uh, light it up. <laughs> yeah, um, darker in colour, still quite poppy, smooth. Yeah, halfway in between Peaky Blinders and. Atlantic. Yeah. I don't think there's really much more you can say, but it is there. Isn't really? I'm, I'm, because this thing that I'm always curious with with Sarah Nevada, right? Because it's one of those where I've had, I've, I think I'm with you. I've only ever had it once or twice on draft. There used to be a place um, when I went to university in Cheltenham that that had it on draft. Oh, okay. that I went to a few times and I, I did quite enjoy. Um, I don't think I've ever had it on draft in Birmingham. Though. I'm trying to think where um, Birmingham is. It's the, like, uh, oh, it's right outside Grand Central, uh, opposite uh, Debenhams, TK Maxx. They're really annoying me because I can tell you exactly what it looks like, but the name completely out of my head. Oh, let's just move on. Uh, yeah, really so, but okay. they have it's always quite busy anyway. But uh, yeah, Sierra Nevada, I it's one of them classic ones really. So it's got a nice balance of everything, but not overpairing on any particular level. Um, and like I say, that that that's thing with the strength though, isn't it? The the big surprise for for me is is the fats. Five point six. Apparently, it's actually um, California and North Carolina. Be interested to see which one this actually come out of. Doesn't tell you. Doesn't tell you. No, I mean, it's just got Brinko, California, and North Carolina. Oh, really helpful. (laughs) So uh, yeah, on that usual note, so we uh, make our switch to the upcoming big event, which is always happening around February time. Six Nations. It's great, right? I love six. I think for me, the the best thing is I I invested a lot of money in that um, England Rugby World Cup top. (laughs) And I will at least get to wear it during Six Nations this year. And it's still valid as well. And it's it's still valid. It's a nice, it's a nice... uh, I I personally like... So James bought the World Cup edition of the away shirt. Um, Which is the red... uh, It's the red with the navy shoulders. Uh, I personally think it's one of the nicer tops that they've created for some time. Because... 
some of the away kits have been dubious over the last few years, in my personal opinion. Yeah. They always stick with the classic when it comes to home, and I think that's right. I don't think they should mess with it too much because, you know, it's what it's known for. It's like the All Blacks like changing yeah. their home yeah. uh, jersey to bright pink. It just look random. So yeah, Six Nations. I love it. It's just one of them homegrown it's just, um, it's, championships. I think especially after the Rugby World Cup <clears> as well, because yeah. that really hyped me up for it this year, is having seen kind of the Rugby World Cup. I love the Rugby World Cup. I mean, I know that we're, we lost in the final, but we, we yes, we did have some tactics that we probably shouldn't have bought to. I think we should have gone for the tactics very similar to the Australia game rather yeah. than the New Zealand yeah. game. Um, but as a tournament, I thought we did fantastic. Much better than anybody expected us to. And, yeah. um, you know, it put England rugby back on a hype, which gets kids into it. You know, that whole thing of like England cricket last year as well, I'm, that gets yeah, people that's into it. You know, we, I think <clears> one of the things we off, when we were watching Six Nations last year was Eddie Jones was just not making replacements at all. There were so many opportunities where, like, he refused to swap out, like, members at all, right? The problem, um, no, the problem with Eddie Jones is, I mean, I've noticed this across multiple yeah. teams that he's managed, is he's a very, very skillful coach and he's very, very good t- tactician. However, if his tactics don't work... He doesn't adapt to he, that. He tends to go into blind panic rather than have that adaptability yeah. to yeah. finish a game off at the end. Um, and, yeah, from that perspective... I think that's the only thing, realistically, as a coach, he kind of lacks. Yeah. Just, I mean, because he's never won a major championship. But what, one of the things I was thinking, especially when we were watching the the World Cup, he was he was far better at adaptability, and I think he, that was one of the strengths that I'm hoping yeah. going into this year. Actually, England should dominate it. Is what I would hope. Like, I don't that's think the that's the thing with Six Nations. You, you never can you can never really because. Ireland always perform better in Six Nations than they do in any World Cup because they are. When it comes to the World Cup, Ireland are renowned for choking. Well, you um, like the Irish, don't you? So, I'm, yeah, it's just. I it really frustrates me as a like the Ireland rugby team because they've got so much potential and they've had so many good players, but when it comes to the big stage, every time it's like a deer in headlights, you know. So they they've got the ability to do it. But it for some reason, no. Personally, I think uh, Wales were robbed in was it two thousand and eleven when they got to the semi finals against France. And New Zealand won it. Yeah. Um, like yeah, the red card against Sam Warburton. For me, I don't think that. Yeah. It was no. justified. I think it was yellow, and you know it shouldn't have been a straight red because again that killed off the game. I personally think that was Wales's best. At, chance to actually win the World Cup because I think they would have yeah. won I mean the, the thing for me was, <clears throat> the big debate for me is because the one thing I've never done is watched um, Six Nations Games live it's, yeah. it's it's on my like list of things Like in terms of bucket list there's a few things like watching England play at Lords for example in terms of cricket um, Lords i have seen for me Oval no, I think I prefer Lords though. But okay. I don't know. I think it's it's that heritage thing. I don't know, but okay, yeah, exactly. That. There's, there's that that thing, but it's one of those things I really want to do. Uh, but I would a love to see England play in one of the in Six Nations, for example, at Twickenham or something like that. But but just seeing them in Six Nations in general. So I, I, I keep would love looking at. I keep looking at Rome, right? I was saying Ro- Rome is the key one. Really. This thing, and, and I know Chris was knows I was going to come on this the minute we talked about Six Nations because the thing is, of all of the places we have you talked can about watch this a lot, right, you can get a ticket to watch them in Rome uh, so you can watch the England-Italy game in March 
for about thirty euros a ticket. It, it's barely anything. And, and with travel, it works out about the same price as actually going to Twickenham. And it's ridiculous. Where you get better weather and different culture. So and it, it win is, win. For me, it's the the eternal debate of do I just do it? I think we should. So, I think it's one thing we definitely need to look at. And not necessarily for this year, but in a previous year. The, the important thing, right, if, if anybody here has any influence over the Six Nations <laughs> and can sponsor a podcast, maybe pay for accommodation, flights, beer, um, and we can review a few of them in Rome. Oh, cool, so the last episode we were trying to get like the, the free perfect draft. This year we're trying to get free tickets to Six Nations games. Oh, cool. Think, Is this going to be the theme of uh, every episode, try and get a free beer of some description? If you don't ask, you don't get right? I mean, there is part of me that feels like our introduction really should be for £5 a month, you can sponsor James and Chris to drink alcohol once a month. Just £5. And they'll send Support one their picture. Habits. Exactly. We could we could set up a charity, to be fair. <laughs> um, I think you're looking into this a bit too much, James. I think we need to... Let's rein it back in a little Let's bit. Let's rein it back in. But yeah, no, genuinely, if anybody can uh, fund us to go to Rome, that'd be really good. But when, when it actually comes to Six Nation games, though, I mean, uh, Wales and... Wales, Ireland, Scotland... Well, always put their best against England no matter what yeah um, we are the team that's hated the most we know that we throw it off it and, you know, and we try and build it's from what it. makes it enjoyable right and that's it yeah. some of the, the most enjoyable games of rugby I think I've ever watched have been in those random situations I, it's like once when we were watching the I think we were watching, um, was it England, Wales, with Welsh people next to us, and we yeah. were just having so much banter between it. Yeah. And it is, but that's what I love about nice, rugby. The fact that you think, like football, people are stabbing each other and having fights about it. You know, in rugby, you just laugh at each other and it, you have For fun me, together, and that's the big difference. Sport, sportsmanship. Kind sport of is you're supposed to have open fun. You know, support your team, have a laugh with rivals. But then the day, everybody has a point. Cheer. And then go home. That's the whole point. Yeah. For me, obviously, I grew up in a very football orientated area. Um, you know, I used to be a season ticket holder of a particular football team. But for me, as soon as I discovered that, you know, rugby, ice hockey, all these different sports existed, where actually you didn't have that hostility and actually you could just go enjoy the games. That for me, it ruined football altogether. And I've never got into it since. That's been over ten years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the thing I often say to you, like the reason, because my dad's still really into football. I think anybody from those kind of generations going back are going to be because the talent back then was just so much better, right? Um, I, I think the game like, is different to yeah. um, what I grew up with. Yeah. It was much more of a tense game where nowadays it's more faster flowing. Yeah. Um, and I know it irritates <sighs> football fans because, for example, my opinion of the game, right, is the fact that the ball gets pass backwards and forwards in a triangle and then also that the minute you get hit or touched or a wind blows over you you fall on the floor and try and get some kind of penalty right and I know that is so easy to say and it's a bit stereotypical and I know it's not no, all about that and there is there is skill people to it, I, but, uh, I know are still uh, yeah. big football fans and obviously on social media they share like footage from games and stuff and people are literally just falling over on the floor with the slightest brush yeah. pretending the, you know, the legs been snapped and you're like well and that's the it, thing for me it's bad sportsmanship more than yeah. anything else and that's what gets on my nerves it's like if you want to be there and you want to you know if I'm honest I don't even care how much they get paid no that's the sad truth I mean we're into American sports I mean you think yeah. of somebody like I'm I'm an Angels fan baseball wise I mean you think of Trout and the amount of money he pays what 430 million the most expensive uh, sportsman in the world exactly over an 11 year contract he's individually he's worth more than 8 uh, MLB franchises yep yeah. I mean we've we've talked about this before in, in private um, but it's one of those where you then compare that to kind of footballers and how much they're paid it's kind of 
yeah, they get paid that much because that's what sport is. If you get the, the advertisement is, though, and branding, that you know. Mike Trout plays 180 games a year. Yeah. Plus preseason, plus any exhibitions. You know, footballers don't play that many games. Yeah, yeah, but I, I suppose, but that that's the thing with the kind of franchise reach of you think of baseball. That's not necessarily got kind of the worldwide appeal that sometimes some of these footballers. It's got do. It hasn't in got much of, of branding, a European. It does make sense. It hasn't got much of a European appeal. It is growing as a result of yeah. the MLB coming over to London, which obviously we're going to again this year after going to last year. Because watch out for the baseball special. Obviously. Episode seventeen. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> trying not to work out yeah I'm trying to date it that might just I, be I, right no, I, I might just I be think it's a little bit later we're not committing to that by the way the 14 <laughs> we're committed to 17 we don't well, I thought I was committed to about 30 episodes at least so I think we can easily do no that. I was thinking timing wise I mean otherwise mm. we might either be waiting four weeks or quickly doing three episodes in a week just to make sure we get it so yeah because we're aiming about kind of one every two weeks really so yeah, yeah. not oversaturation also the ability to make sure that the podcast actually gets done yeah. properly I think so. what annoys me most then, and <clears> this is the truth we will mention this right congratulations to Chris because he's got a job now right oh yeah so no more uh, yeah. jobless bum jokes yeah exactly because you. You, you you know you shamefully <laughs> lost your job recently and, yes so I was made know. redundant just for Christmas yeah and now you know because you are such a catch <laughs> I'm grimacing when I say that. <laughs> what was the uh, sharp intake of breath? I don't know. Um, I don't like giving you compliments, but thank God that you you, you know you, you have got I was a job fortunate. now. Um, I mean, for, fortunately, I've got a good uh, reputation, so that that helps carry. But um, realistically, right, be a bit modest, right? I'm, I'm I'm gassing you up a little bit. You don't need to, uh, you know, take the reins. You know, I've got a good reputation. No, I have got a good right? reputation. I mean, I am. Yeah, I'm irritating personality, boys, but people know I work hard, so you have to use that as a bonus. <laughs> Fair enough. But it's one of those where it was. I think for us, it was one of those things we do before that. So the two weeks, we just need to make sure we we keep that schedule. Yeah, of course. And, I think that's where suggestions really come into it, like in terms of being able oh, to... Oh, we've had lots of beer suggestions, so. but I need to show you and that. And that's the thing, well, right? Yeah. So um, we, we really do appreciate all feedback. And yeah, we do. Really um, to be fair, we've been overwhelmed with the positivity yeah. from people. So thank you so much if you are still listening. I mean, I probably would have given up as well. So cool. So, <laughs> so yeah. what we'll do is we'll finish this beer and then we'll move on to the final one, the wild card, which... I'm not going to lie, I didn't even know this existed when I bought it. Yeah, uh, so the first time I've seen this beer was, was about an hour ago when you showed it to me. And yeah, I'm I'm intrigued more than anything else. Okay, so um, it's called Radical Road, which is a... Edinburgh beer? Edinburgh? Is it Edinburgh? Okay, beer? I genuinely didn't even know what it was. I just saw the can. I think I just read it crazy. on the side and that's I mean, the reason I'm saying that. I'm not surprised. I didn't think you'd be that researched on it. <laughs> Continue just singing. Sing an hour, yeah. I'm just that good with beers. What so it's a say? triple hopped pale ale. Now, obviously, in comparison with uh, the beers that we just had, I can imagine that being quite an intense flavour. It's got a colour very similar to the Sierra Nevada. Yeah, it is a bit darker. So, again, that little bit of a haze to it, but not, not anything too big. Um... After you, James. So I think one of the things we, it was quite interesting because we saw the can um, and we kind of saw this kind of orange and green and we thought maybe it was a bit tropical. Like I was expecting maybe pineapple or something like that, and it turns out it had grapefruit in it. I think when yeah, we grapefruit, marmalade, pine, and bittersweet. And that thing, means. like because I know that going into it, I'm like, am I? I'm I'm looking for that. But I generally start, like but... grapefruit ales. I think grapefruit ales. I hate grapefruit as a fruit. I think it's the most ales. horrific fruit yeah. known to man. The, the, the only ale beer, recently I hate fantastic. is um, I, w- I did have a quinoa ale recently, right? And that was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. Who puts quinoa 
you know what? I I read <laughs> as you do. You I read a blog once, right? Uh, this you was read. About, I do. I can read. It's well, surprising. I surprise myself. Right? Well, I mean that surprised me definitely. If anybody wants a good book recommendation, The Institute by Stephen King came out in September 2019. One of the best best books i read last year okay you're going a bit too sensible now let's run sorry sorry no book reviews allowed um (laughs) but it's one of those the quinoa beer people said it was one of those up-and-coming things right and that it'd be really good and i tried one it was really bad i don't know what they're talking about grapefruit on the hand i've just had a swig of the uh, radical road uh james if you want to have one um it's a lot different to what i expected it's actually a lot fruitier than i expected See what yeah. I mean? It's I was expecting, when, especially when um, you have any sort of beer that's kind of dry hopped or triple hopped, or and that it tends to be a very, very heavy note because it gives you that initial smack of the hops, and then you can enjoy but the beer weirdly, after. But I that that, that that's really that's actually not the hoppiest beer we've no, had today. No, that's I'm, the surprising thing. I think, like you say, the fruit notes really take over from you. So even if that does necessarily taste hoppier than I think, because the Peaky Blinders at the moment is like the hoppiest one we've had. Yeah, I'll probably right? say that. Yeah. Um, Actually, I would say this isn't necessarily as hoppy, or it doesn't taste as hoppy as it. It's, I think that's a really, really nice beer. Um, yeah, it's very fruity. Uh, you, there is that hoppiness there, but I think the it's hoppiness in the aftertaste, though, which is quite nice. So run the actual body; it's the aftertaste where you do get a bit. You can taste the sweetness of the, like the kind of marmalade feel, and no, it's really weird. It's, yeah, it's a, it is a confusion of flavors. Um, I do want oh, to sorry, let me just do the wine review. Um, so what the, you get is a, uh, a complex... You, no, before you look at the, uh, the ABV of that, though, what would you think it was? So the alcoholic volume, basically what ABV means. Okay, well, yeah, I, well, thanks. thanks no, I was saying it for the people Yeah, who, I know. I know there, there are actually people who who don't drink beer who actually listen to this and actually been quite interested by the fact of us describing it. What if we, we get a new brand of alcoholics just from us? Aren't we great people? Um, <laughs> I think it just... Uh, let people know what we are really. you know the fact that you're pointing out to me because I, I I feel like I don't want to say I know you but this is going to be stronger than I think it is right yes um, if I'm honest it's one of those where I would probably say the flavour wise I'd probably say the Sierra Nevada is the strongest yeah, taste wise alcoholic bottle in terms of body but actually in terms of aftertaste this doesn't have a lingering aftertaste but it does have quite a sharp aftertaste so I'd probably say like by point six. 6.4. Mm. See, but it doesn't taste like it's a, uh, quite a strong beer. I wouldn't really. say it was that strong, though. No, I actually really like this one. Um, I also was totally overpinning it because I knew it was a bit stronger because I, I think I just guessed that's what you meant, right? That's annoying. Uh, such a disappointment. So, always. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Radical Road, yeah. There is that hoppiness to it, but I think the, uh, I do think the fruitiness to it really tasty. I like I say, it's it's the marmalade thing and the pie like I that that's the kind of the quirky part of it in terms of the wildcard beer and actually I think that that's actually worked quite well. Yeah, it, it did look quite crazy on the can, but definitely one I would recommend to somebody as well. I mean, the uh, it's quite confusing because we've actually enjoyed most of these beers, and also we've we've kind of agreed on like all yeah. of them in terms of placement. I think we need to go more random again. I like the fact we were arguing the last time. Yeah, well, this is the thing, right? <laughs> the, the random aspect, you get a lot more kind of differing flavours. If you go for a pale ale, if we both like pale ale, it does get to one of those things where we're going to agree on the facts. Yeah, this is this is all right. Yeah, but the problem is we do have to decide which one we think is best. Well, so. my worry is at this point, we're going to agree unless you suddenly change your mind. Because I'm not going to lie, Radical Road is taken for me at this point. Oh, like, so Radical Road, I mean... Yeah. 
if it wasn't Radical Road, it would be Atlantic, but it can't be any of the I'm going, between, yeah. right? I'm, I'm going Atlantic as yeah. my uh, favourite for this episode. Just to be different, that makes sense. No, I'm, I'm fine with it. It's just a classic. But the thing for me is Atlantic, I would have started out, I wouldn't go back to Atlantic now. I'd probably stay on this, right? And this is part of my thing. When I, when I think about the two... So the problem I'm is trying, for me, but... I'm really enjoying the Radical Road, but I I don't know how much I could drink. That's It's very similar to... Well, the, the other um, problem is you're not a massive fan of really hoppy beers, are you? Like, if I... Like, not... Ma- like it, dep- I... it depends on the hops, personally. Yeah. But I... we, we've got generally yeah. quite different tastes yeah. when it comes to beer, overall. I mean, we like pale ales, but... Hopefully one day, because one of my favourite beers is uh, Brewdog Punk IPA. I really yeah, like Yeah, which that. I'm not a massive fan of. You're not a massive fan of that. So episode but 14, my... when we pick beers that people don't like, that'll be the beer you try. Because <laughs> I know I, you Brewdog, don't like it. I like Elvis juice. Which I is hate a great Elvis juice. juice. I love Elvis I juice. I hate <laughs> Elvis juice. It's, it's too sweet. It's got that sweetness to it. I don't no, know. It's like the grapefruit again. No. I love I love. Uh, well, we know what juice. beer I'm trying your Brewdog on episode 14. <laughs> there we go. Um, but it is one of those where I, I actually think this is a bit hoppier than the Atlantic and I do quite like the fact that it's a bit um, but at the same time I, I wouldn't think it tastes as hoppy as the uh, no I mean I still Atlantic. like I actually liked all of them the, the, there's quite an even keel to it generally uh, but Atlantic would be my favourite choice very closely followed by the Radical Road and yeah. Sierra Nevada I think would be quite yeah I think from bottle perspective like Atlantic I've had quite a few times on draft right and I think even now if I see Atlantic on draft it's a safe bet for me yeah. but in terms of bottles I would probably more than likely pick up um, the Sierra Nevada again like I, I genuinely if I see Sierra Nevada I like Sierra Nevada I don't like, to pick like, it up if it's on a bottle but if it's on draft I do but that's go just because how then. often you, you don't see it that's but I think it so. just has that yeah. little bit of a lighter feel to it when you drink it on uh draft as opposed to the bottle but I do think bottle versus draft has a big effect yeah. on the taste as well so yeah okay. I think uh, we're all done for this episode thank you very much for you've got any suggestions you can contact yeah. us in the uh, By all uh, we're on social media we're on Facebook Twitter and Instagram uh, we have got our uh, email as well so all on the internet so by all means and if I'm honest, it's one of those where I, I will say if you did really like this episode and you you know yeah leave us a review can, leave us a review if you can share it to maybe some people you think also might enjoy it then at least it gets us out there in terms of reach well, we are on SoundCloud content, so. Spotify and iTunes at the moment uh, we are also looking into other avenues as well but yeah thank you very much <laughs>